Oh, did you see what happened? Did you see what happened? I put out a show last Friday, how the Democrats turn a loss into a win. And in that show, I said, pass the infrastructure bill. Pass the infrastructure bill and you'll turn the election loss of Virginia into a win. What did they do? They went out hours later and they passed that infrastructure bill. Hours later, after I put my show out, screaming, just pass the infrastructure bill. Just get a win. And you'll turn everything around. So I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. Oh, what comparison group guy? You think Nancy Pelosi is listening to your show and doing what you tell her to do? No, I'm not an idiot. I think Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Nancy Pelosi are listening to my show. Now, I was going to play a clip of Van Jones, who right after the election, right after the election, said almost exactly what I said here on this show. He also said something that I said two shows ago. So first I said it, and then he said it. Now, again, I don't think he's listening to the show and stealing my words. I don't think so. I just think we're having the same thoughts. Center-left people are having the same thoughts. But I know there are people who click on this show, don't know what it's all about, and they stumble across it on Twitter, and they immediately turn it off after five seconds because I say something negative about the left. And they assume I'm a guy who's on the right, and they're not going to listen. They're not going to pay attention. But yet Van Jones said the same thing about people on the left not understanding the sentiment on the right because they don't show up in our social media feeds. We don't pay any attention to what they're talking about over there. He also said, oh, maybe we shouldn't be trying to do this grand, big, huge bill. We should just be getting smaller wins. Bill Clinton, when he was president, he got small wins for people. Oh, 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 I'll be doggone rootin' tootin'. Excuse my language. Exactly what I said. Exactly what I said. Van Jones, who's been around politics, who's been in the Obama administration, saying the exact same thing a guy who cleans toilets says. You know why? Because we have the same thought process, center left, center right. I'm quite sure the people who are listening right now, who are regular listeners, have the same thought process. It's not like I'm a genius. It's not like Van Jones is a genius. You've had the same thought processes. You think the same way. Ah, what's the use? You know, I, I'm not going to get hung up on it. I'm not going to get hung up on it. I'll play the clip from Jan, Van Jones. I'll play the comparison to my show. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see if I have enough time at the end of this show or we'll see if maybe I do it in another show because it really is. It's interesting. You have to hear how identical what we both said was to one another. It was ide identical. But let's just move on. Let's just move on. Calm down. Everybody calm down. Here's what we're going to do. Oh, by the way, before I tell you what we're going to do, we hit another milestone. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you for the support. Thank you for sharing the show. 
I know you're sharing the show because I'm not really. So it's got to be you. People who are listening to the show, people who enjoy the show, people who think other people will enjoy the show or other people need to hear the show. You're sharing it. I really appreciate that. And it's working. I want to let you know we hit another milestone. Also, eh, I should say I got a really nice message on Twitter from someone who runs a podcasting network. It's called Pod Breed Network. And it was really nice to hear from someone who runs a network, knows podcasting, and tell me how much he was enjoying my show, how much he he had listened to it, and he really enjoyed it and thought it was really good. So that was nice to hear. You know, I really do appreciate that. It's nice to hear it from the listeners, but when you hear it from someone who's in the, I guess, quote-unquote business saying you're doing a good job, I really appreciate that. So thank you, Pod Breed Network. So here's what I want to do. There are a ton of topics in the news that I could sit here and pontificate on, but I can't give you my commentary on all of them. I don't have that kind of time. So this is what we'll do. Raise your hand if you want me to give commentary on Paul Gosar and the video he tweeted killing Alexandria Stay Strong Girl Ocasio-Cortez. Raise your hand. All right. One, two, three. Okay. Now raise your hand if you want me to discuss Aaron Rodgers lying about being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Raise your hand if you want me to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. Raise your, uh, you got to keep your hand up so I can, you know what? Never mind. I can't count all these hands. Some of you aren't even putting your hands up. Let me start with Aaron Rodgers because I know all of you want me to start with Paul Gosar. So I'll start with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, caused controversy when he claimed or appeared to claim that he was vaccinated against COVID. Turns out he got COVID, comes out that he wasn't vaccinated. He had said in a press conference that he was immunized when he was asked directly, have you been vaccinated? He said he was immunized against COVID. Yeah, I've been immunized. Um, You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league and a lot of guys who have made statements and not made statements, owners who made statements. Um, You know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Oh, well, thank you, Aaron, for not judging those guys who haven't been vaccinated, knowing that you hadn't been vaccinated. Unless, of course, he thought he was. Unless, of course, he thought taking ivermectin or whatever it was he did, eh, that's the same as being vaccinated. Now he took a lot of heat right away. Because people said, well, he lied. He lied to the Green Bay Packers. He lied to his teammates and he put them at risk. But apparently, according to him, the Green Bay Packers, his teammates, they all knew that he wasn't vaccinated. So he didn't lie to them, he says. He lied to the media. He lied to, I guess, his sponsors. He lied to everyone else because he didn't want to go through the hassle of answering questions. Why won't you take the vaccine? Well, let's listen to him answer the question. Why won't you take the vaccine? I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now. So before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture uh, casket, I think I'd like to set the record straight on so many of the uh, blatant lies that are out there about myself right now. Um, And I appreciate the opportunity to tell my side of the story on here. 
first of all, I didn't lie in the initial press conference. Uh, during that time, it was a very, uh, you know, witch hunt uh, that was going on across the league where everybody in the media was so concerned about who was vaccinated and who wasn't and what that meant and who was being selfish and who would talk about it and what it meant if they said it's a personal decision. They should, shouldn't have to disclose their own uh, medical information or whatnot. And at the time, my plan was to say that I've been immunized. Um, it wasn't uh, some sort of ruse or lie, it was the truth. And I'll get into the whole immunization in, in a second. But uh, had there been a follow-up to my statement that I've been immunized, I would have responded uh, with this. I would have said, look, um, I'm not uh, you know, some sort of anti-vax flat earther. Um, I, I am somebody who's a critical thinker. Uh, you guys know me. I march to the beat of my own drum. I believe strongly in bodily autonomy and the ability to make choices for your body. In actuality, it was pretty easy in, in the beginning to eliminate two of them. And it didn't involve going into the questionable history of some of their uh, criminal activities and fraud cases or any of that stuff. Hmm. It was simply the fact that I have uh, an allergy to an ingredient that's in the mRNA vaccines. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Greta Thunberg. Stop that. That's not nice. But she's right. She's right. Blah, blah, blah. He's just running his mouth because he hits every keyword. Every keyword. Woke mob. Cancel culture. Witch hunt. I'm not anti-vax. I'm a critical thinker. It's the reporter's fault. I didn't lie. When I said I was immunized, there was no follow-up question. If they had just asked me a follow-up question, I would have clarified. I don't know if it was this press conference or maybe it was somewhere else because he came out pretty cocky initially. He came out pretty cocky in this press conference. He later on backtracked a little bit and he apologized, but it was one of those apologies. Oh, listen, I'm sorry if anyone was misled, not a real apology. But he also said later on, or he asked a question later on, if the vaccine is safe, why is it that to companies that make the vaccine are protected against a lawsuit. So he also brought that into the mix. And I don't know if that had anything to do with, oh, I'm not even going to talk about the fraud or whatever. So he hit just about every point that an anti-vaxxer can hit. So you know where that leads us. You know where that leads us, comparison group. We now have to categorize Aaron Rodgers. Where does Aaron Rodgers fall on the five categories classifications, I should say, of anti-vaxxers. I gave you the five classifications way back on my show, All Your Vaccine Objections Answered, back on that episode. I gave you the five classifications. What are the five classifications of people who don't want to take the vaccine? You got bucktooth hillbillies. You got know-it-all black people. You got dirty hippies. You got spoiled, annoying brats. Or you got people who have legitimate concerns. So where does Aaron Rodgers fall under the classifications? Well, right off the bat, we can eliminate know-it-all black people. He does not fall under that classification. That's the rapper Ice Cube. He would fit that classification of know-it-all black people. Now, he is growing his hair long, but I do not think I can classify him as a dirty hippie because hippies tend to not believe in anything, any medicine, any type of science And I guarantee you, when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, 
he takes whatever that trainer gives him. Whatever the trainer for the Green Bay Packers says, here, Aaron, stick this needle in you to help you recover from that injury, to help your knees feel better. Here, Aaron, pop this pill to get your arm strength back. Oh, yeah, he takes whatever they give him. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Is he a hillbilly? Close, but no. I don't think so. It will be a compliment calling him a hillbilly because hillbillies are some of the nicest, most down-to-earth people you want to meet. I don't agree with hillbillies when it comes to the vaccine, but I'll give them credit for at least being consistent. They're consistent. They didn't just all of a sudden decide they're not going to take no none of that there science medicine. They don't believe in going to the dentist. They don't even go to the grocery store. Some of them, they'll eat roadkill in a minute. So like I say, I wish they'd take the vaccine, but I'll give them credit for being consistent and not taking it. So he's not a hillbilly. So that leaves us with someone with legitimate concerns or an annoying spoiled brat. Does he have legitimate concerns? Nope, he doesn't. He's an annoying, spoiled brat. That's his classification. And you can just hear it in that clip I played. Woke mob, cancel culture, I'm a critical thinker. Which is just another way for him to tell you, I'm smarter than you are. I have high intelligence. That's how he holds himself, in high regard in his intelligence. Now, I'm not a critical thinker. I don't consider myself a critical. I wouldn't I would never call myself a critical thinker. Someone else could say, oh, no, comparison group guy, you are a critical thinker. I listen to your show. No, you're OK. If someone else wants to call me a critical thinker, you go right on ahead. I think I'm just someone who ponders things, who sits around and wonders about things, who just tries to see things from different points of view. If that's a critical thinker. OK. But what I do is I have to go. If I'm trying to figure something out, I have to go and Google it, search it, trying to find as much information as I can find about it. And then if I form an opinion and then I see something else, some other information that changes that opinion. What I don't do is go on the Internet, look up something that will tell me exactly what I already thought. In other words, just find something that will confirm what I already believe. I don't go to people like Joe Rogan as Aaron Rodgers appears to have gone to, that I know already agree with me and confirm what I already thought. I don't know how that makes you a critical thinker. Aaron Rodgers believes something, so he goes to someone who also believes it, or he goes online and researches to find what he also already believes to reinforce it. And that, that, that makes you a critical thinker? That makes you highly intelligent? So critical thinker Aaron Rodgers asked what I thought was an interesting question. If the vaccines are safe, why is it that the vaccine manufacturers can't be sued? Let's see. From Cornell Law. No vaccine manufacturer shall be liable in a civil action for damages arising from a vaccine related injury or death associated with the administration of a vaccine after October 1st, 1988. If the injury... Whoa, 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 what? After October 1st, 1988, what are you telling me, Cornell Law? You're telling me that this is nothing new. Vaccine manufacturers being protected from lawsuits. This was something that started back in 1988, decided by the Supreme Court of the great United States of America, Aaron Rodgers. 
So the answer to your question was five seconds away, a five-second Google check away. And it's a short Google check away for you, too, because I would bore you to tears if I went into the history of how that all came about. But there are articles, if you choose to Google them, that explain how the law was passed. It went to the Supreme Court. A law was passed to protect vaccine manufacturers because vaccine manufacturers were getting sued to the tune of billions of dollars for people having reactions to the vaccine. Not necessarily serious injury, not necessarily death, but reactions. People were suing because of reactions. So it was decided because the manufacturers, the pharmaceutical companies, were about ready to get out of the vaccine manufacturing business because they were going to be sued out of business. So they were going to stop making vaccines, or at least they claimed. You know, you can agree or disagree with all this. I'm just answering the question for a critical thinker, Aaron Rodgers. But the vaccine manufacturers were going to stop making vaccines because the lawsuits became too burdensome. You know what? Let me just bore you with some of this stuff. In 1986, this one says 1986. I might have got the year wrong. In 1986, Congress passed a law that protects vaccine manufacturers from being sued in civil, personal injury, and wrongful death lawsuits resulting from vaccine injuries. Both drug makers and federal government officials admit that although vaccines are created with the purpose of keeping public safe, they can cause rare but serious and sometimes fatal side effects. And then 1970s and 80s, drunk makers paid out millions in plaintiffs, millions to plaintiffs, and hundreds of vaccine-related injury lawsuits. The litigation was complex and expensive because eventually some drug makers decided to stop making vaccines altogether. This drew alarm from public health officials who worried about sustaining existing vaccines and also the development of new vaccines. Congress stepped in with the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986 as a way to ensure that the injured would receive compensation, but also to protect drug makers from open-ended liability. In 2011, an important United States Supreme Court ruling clarified the type of lawsuits vaccine manufacturers are protected from under the Vaccine Act. In a 6-2 decision, the court ruled, that the federal law protects drug makers from design defect claims as long as the vaccine was properly manufactured and carried adequate warning labels. There you go, critical thinker Aaron Rodgers. Answer sitting right there for you on Google. Has nothing to do with the COVID vaccine. Has nothing to do with Pfizer. Has nothing to do with Moderna. Has nothing to do with Johnson & Johnson. Vaccine manufacturers have been protected from lawsuits for decades. But that's not all. That's not all, critical thinker Aaron Rodgers. I also found two great articles from the University of Maryland. And I'll post all this stuff to the website. I'll post the two articles. I'll post from the article that I just read to the website, www.thecomparisongroup.com, because it answers a lot of the questions that we keep hearing people ask. I myself have asked, is natural immunity better than immunity? from the vaccine. That's big, huge in conservative media. Natural immunity is better than immunity from the vaccine. You're better off getting COVID than taking the vaccine, as long as it doesn't kill you. And if you're healthy, if you eat right, you got a good immune system, man, you should be just fine. The answer, when administered properly 
and in the recommended quantities, all vaccines provide you with the protection that you need. In some cases, a single natural infection can invoke a greater immune response than a single vaccine, which is why some vaccines require multiple doses. However, this makes no difference when it comes to protecting or excuse me, to preventing infection. So in other words, the natural immunity is not any stronger than the vaccine. You hear a lot of conservative media saying it's better. It's not any better. The key is that if you get COVID, you now have immunity for a number of months if you don't die. But you can also suffer from long haul effects, what they call long haul effects from COVID. It can cause damage to organs. There are people who lost the sense of taste and can't get it back. And so that would be prevented by taking a vaccine and not getting COVID. That's the answer to the question. Agree or disagree with it? That's the answer to the question. It's not like there is no answer. That's the answer. Question. If everyone around me is vaxxed, why do I need to be vaxxed? In other words, why are unvaccinated people a danger to people who are vaccinated? The question I've been asking. And the answer is so simple, I feel like a real idiot. I finally have the answer to this question. I've been asking this question. I've heard government officials ask this question. I've heard radio talk show hosts ask this question, and no one has been able to give the simple answer, and I now have the simple answer, and I feel like such an idiot. The simple answer is the more people that are vaccinated, the fewer chances the virus has to spread. Now, I I know we all know that. I know that. I've said that before. But it's like we never really made the connection. The vaccine is to prevent you from getting COVID. It's almost like we got hung up on the vaccine is to keep you from getting sick or the vaccine is to keep you from going to the hospital. No, the vaccine is actually to keep you from getting COVID. It's like if someone was dumping a bucket of COVID on you, the vaccine keeps you from getting wet wet with COVID. And I think the reason that we've been missing that is because we can't measure it. We have no idea how many people haven't gotten COVID because of the vaccine. There's no way to know that. We don't know how many people maybe got it and were asymptomatic, didn't even know they had it. There's no way to measure that unless somebody just happened to go for a test. But because we can't definitively say There are 50 million people who would have gotten COVID but didn't because of the vaccine. We forget that's why everybody has to get the vaccine. It's not necessarily because someone not being vaccinated poses more of a threat or is more dangerous. It's because people being unvaccinated and allowing the virus to continue to jump from person to person to person to person is what is keeping the pandemic going. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm, I'm, I was the only one that was really missing this. I, I kept asking it, but now I understand. Maybe it was just me. But I think our officials do need to do a better job of, of explaining it. I think they're saying it. We're just not picking up on it. People just aren't getting it. It's not that you're a danger. It's not that unvaccinated people are a danger. So we shouldn't say Aaron Rodgers, he was putting his teammates at risk by being unvaccinated. No, that's the wrong way to say it. It's confusing people. No, Aaron Rodgers 
and people who are unvaccinated are allowing the pandemic to sustain itself. That's the way to explain it. That's why people need to be vaccinated. That's why people need to be mandated to be vaccinated. Question. Can you be allergic to the vaccine? Can you have a bad reaction to the vaccine? Absolutely. You can be allergic to water. It's called aquagenetic urticaria. Try living with that one, Aaron. Aquagenetic urticaria. Allergic to water. Water can be toxic. Every substance can be toxic. Every vaccine can cause a bad reaction. Every single one throughout history. So you're allergic to the vaccine? Okay, fine. Not a problem. Put on a mask, you big dummy. So for such a critical thinker, he didn't seem to find information I found pretty easily, and you can now find pretty easily too, if you want to Google it, or if you want to go to the website, www.thecomparisongroup.com. You can read all this information, and you can pass it on to anyone you want, including Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan. Now, quickly moving on to U.S. Representative from Arizona, Paul Gosar, and Alexandria, I didn't get into Congress for this nonsense, Ocasio-Cortez. What do you want me to say here? What could I possibly say that's just basic common sense and decency? How did we get here? I can ask that question. How did we get here? Back in 2011, former U.S. Representative Gabby Giffords was shot in the head and six people were killed, including a nine-year-old girl, a U.S. district judge, and afterwards, the Republicans said, and the Democrats said too, hey, let's all sit together. Let's all sit together at the State of the Union. Usually, Democrats sit on one side, Republicans sit on the other. Ah, let's all sit together this time to show our unity against this sort of senseless violence. That was back in 2011. We're a hundred times worse now, a hundred times worse than how it was back in 2011. Those people back in 2011 were killed by a man who was suffering from schizophrenia and other mental issues. Evidence clearly showed, including testimony from some of his friends, some of his own emails and writings, that he was affected by things he was seeing and reading on social media. And we have a sitting congressman tweeting out a video on social media killing another representative in Congress 10 years later. Do you understand what I'm saying? We know there is a direct link between people who have mental issues and what they see and read from politicians on social media and committing acts of violence. And 10 years later, there's not been anything done about it. There has not been a single law passed to address it. If what Congressman Gosar did is not illegal, it's time to make it illegal. It's time to stop allowing people who seek attention or fame or ratings or fundraising by depicting threats of violence against others that they disagree with politically. It's time to stop allowing these people to hide behind the First Amendment. There are far too many examples of their fake outrage when someone like Colin Kaepernick or Eric Holder or Maxine Waters or LeBron James exercise their First Amendment rights. It's time to stop with the, well, what about when the Republican softball game got shot up? 
It was horrible. It was a tragedy. Should never happen again. That's what every Democrat came out and said. That's what Bernie Sanders came out and said. It was horrible. It's a tragedy. It should never happen again. Now, what is your answer to Paul Gosar's video? Surely you're not telling me your answer to Paul Gosar's video is not. It's horrible. It's a tragedy. It should never happen again. Surely you're not telling me that's not your answer. Your answer is, well, what about the Republican softball game? Surely Republicans aren't going to stomp their feet and yell to the high heavens when Eric Holder says, when they go low, we kick them. But then when someone tweets out a beheading video of a sitting congressman, you're silent. Surely you're not going to tell me that's where we are in this country. If you're a Republican, surely you're not going to tell me that represents your values. That represents your Christian values. That represents your law and order values. Surely, Republican Party, you're not going to tell me that the new answer to threats of violence against political figures is, well, you know, people are angry. Surely, justification for threats of violence against people is not, well, people are angry. As Donald Trump just said in an interview when he was asked, what do you think about the people at the Capitol chanting, hang Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence? His answer was, well, you know, people are angry. Surely you're not going to start to justify when people show up at school board meetings with threats of violence, when people call the homes of school board members and threaten their children and threaten their children. Your answer is, well, you know, people are angry. Well, I'm angry. I'm angry because you're ruining my show. I don't like to get overly upset here. I don't like to get overly serious here. I like to have fun. I like to make fun of Alexandria. I gave out dental floss on Halloween Ocasio-Cortez. Why can't we do that? Are we really that upset? Is the Republican Party really that upset, that angered by what the Democratic Party is doing? I don't agree with what the Democratic Party is doing, but I don't get overly angry about it. I have my disagreements, but I don't feel like they're threatening the very nature of this country. I don't know about the Republican Party anymore and whether or not they're threatening the existence of this country as we know it. When an infrastructure bill gets passed that everyone agrees is necessary, Democrat and Republican agrees is necessary. Everyone prefers a clean glass of water. Everyone prefers a bridge that doesn't fall out from underneath you. Everyone likes safe airports, faster broadband. But Kevin McCarthy says, I'm going to take the Republicans who voted for it off of their committees. In other words, I'm going to remove the ability for them to help their constituents. That's the answer to voting for an infrastructure bill that everyone agrees is necessary. I'm going to punish your constituents by taking you off your committees. That's the Republican Party that exists today. And you're angry. You're storming the Capitol. You got to be kidding me. If you ask me to sum up. Alexandria, I attract crazy Republicans like Kardashians or track black guys, Ocasio-Cortez. 
I would say she's someone who believes the rich have too much and the poor have too little. That's what I would say about her. That's how I would sum her up. She thinks the rich got too much, poor don't have enough. She needs to die because of that? Suddenly, that way of thinking is a death sentence for people? And yet, in conservative media, you continuously beat the drum that Democrats are a danger to this country, that Democrats' way of thinking does not keep with the traditions of this country. Why don't you do this, Republicans? Why don't you get back to challenging the Democratic Party on the basis of your ideas and not challenging them to sword fights? I got to stop. I got to stop. If I keep going, if I start another topic, I'll go way over the time I want to do for a show. So here's what I'll do. I'll stop here. I'll say some other topics. I got some other topics. I got a lot of other good topics I could be talking about here. I talk a little bit about Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm kind of waiting to see how that all plays itself out. I want to talk about bisexual Superman. I haven't been able to get to the opportunity to talk about that. Bisexual Superman. You'll be interested to hear my commentary on that. Trust me. In the meantime... Follow me on Twitter at comparison underscore show at comparison underscore show. Send me your comments. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Don't bother me. Go to the website, www.thecomparisongroup.com. Look for those fact checks. Look for those sources of information I talked about. Subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. I might just surprise you and put out another show in the next couple of days to get caught up on some of these topics. But how would you know it if you don't subscribe to the show? Just saying. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.